Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I'm your host, Robert Brining. This evening, I'm joined by Jeremy Dunn. Jeremy, how are you? Happy Sunday. And Jeremy is not there. For some reason, he is disconnected. So uh, when Jeremy calls back in, we'll hear from him. I want to welcome you all and thank you all for tuning in uh, this Sunday. Um, If you're listening for the first time, we want to thank you for joining us. We're here every Sunday at 9 o'clock. And what we do here at Pause I Am Radio is open... Uh, a place for you all to uh, share personal stories of living with HIV and AIDS. When you're first diagnosed, it's very hard to um, cope with it. So hearing other stories from other people kind of makes you feel a little bit more comfortable with that. Jeremy, are you with me? Yeah, you cut me off. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) How rude. (laughs) How are you? Happy Sunday. I was fine. I'm sitting here on the air, and I'm not going to hear everything, and then all of a sudden silence. I looked at my... Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, you cut me off. Mm-hmm. I apologize. So, how are you yeah. other than being cut off by me? Oh, I don't know. I think I'm a little bitter now. <laughs> so, you do realize that now you set the tone for the entire show, right? <laughs> of course, of course. That's how it works. <laughs> no, it's all good. Everything's good. Um, I have done everything but do anything today. I, I sat on the couch all darn day and... Watched movies, fell asleep, watched some more movie, fall asleep. You know, just that was that kind of a day. Yeah, I hear you. It's kind of been that kind of a week with all the snow that we've been getting. And I know you're going to get jam-packed pretty soon, if not already, right? It is supposed to hit late tonight or early in the morning, yeah. And what are they calling for your area? <laughs> Three to five inches of snow. Wow. Which, That's, let yeah. me tell you will bring the city to a standstill. <laughs> it will That's come you said they can't home. drive down there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can drive down here. And and what's funny is, you know you're in the south when um, when it rains and everybody comes to a screeching halt. When it's snow and ice, people are flying by you on 99 miles an hour. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's gonna snow soon, so it, it's very very cold outside. So I, I'm, this is not why I moved to the south. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of upset about the snow coming too because it's gonna hit us um, Tuesday into Wednesday, and Wednesday yeah. actually, I'm going with my my mom and and Joe. We're gonna we bought tickets to go see Annie. We bought it for her for Christmas, and that's the day we're supposed to go. And of course, we're gonna you know have all this snow to deal with. So hopefully, they won't cancel it because. I really want to see Wanda Sykes in this play. In Annie? Yeah, she's playing um, Miss Hannigan. Wanda Sykes is playing Miss Hannigan? Yeah, is that kind of weird? <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives it gives new irony to the song Little Girls, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it'll be cute, you know what I mean? Um, I've I taken my mom to a, a play before uh, Cabaret, so this will be the second one that we went to, and it's kind of a fun experience to go and do this because it's something you always remember. Um, so <laughs> I'm excited about this. And I just hope Wanda is there and her plane doesn't get canceled. <laughs> Are you still well, laughing about her plane, Miss Hannigan? <laughs> little girls, little girls. Oh, God. No, wait, that was Little Bird, Little Bird. Sorry. <laughs> wrong show, wrong song. Anyway, everywhere I see them. Now you're going to start breaking out in song for a song? I know, God, yeah Maybe far away Or maybe real nearby (laughs) He'll be sitting playing the piano She'll be straightening his tie (laughs) God, I should have been Annie I really should have been 
That's funny. So let me just tell you some facts about this. Okay, we're going into, we're at about two and a half years, um, facts here on Positive Radio, two and a half years now um, broadcasting. This is our 155th episode. Um, so that's a lot. You know, we've been downloaded, um, I think, close to 75,000 times. So, um, you know, everything's starting to take off, and we just um, published the top ten list of all-time shows. Um, last week when we were on, I talked about the top ten of, of 2010, but this is of all time. So I just kind of wanted to go down the list. I'm not going to make people go to the blog to see number one. Uh, I'll let you all know how that works for you. But um, number ten was Justin B. Smith from Justin's HIV Journal, who was on. Um, you know, he came on and spoke about all the good things that he does. Number nine was our interview with Sean Decker and Gwen Barringer, the cute little couple. Aww. Um, Richard Berkowitz was number eight when he came on and talked about Sex Positive when they released that movie. Uh, number seven was Michael Mancia when he came on and spoke about uh, the book that he wrote, Love in the Time of HIV, Gay Man's Guide to Sex, Dating, and Relationships, which is a great book, I think, for any gay man who is thinking about, you know, are we ever going to find love again or find that relationship? It's a good way to, you know, move slowly into the next phase after you're diagnosed. Uh, number six was Dab Garner when he came on and did Dab the AIDS Bear Project and spoke about that. And actually, I just scheduled Dab. Dab will be coming back on in February. So that's an Yay. exciting thing. He's going to come on. He, it is his 30 years anniversary coming up of living with HIV. So he's going to come on and talk about what it's like to, you know, 30 years, a lot of change since then. So he's going to talk a little bit about what has changed and um, how everything is going on now. So that's really exciting. Uh, number five was Jesse Sanchez. Uh, number four was Mark S. King, our, our good friend over at My Fabulous Disease. Uh, Brian Morgan. Remember we had Brian Morgan on? He was funny as hell. Do you remember that? I do. With his southern twang. <laughs> That was a hoot. Number two was the fabulous Angina. Um, and number one uh, was we had a gentleman on by the name of Travis A. Scott. And he was from Georgia, and he had the most downloaded show. Um, so congratulations to Travis um, for that. And hopefully we'll try to get him back on. Um, and the number one of 2010 was Aiden Shaw. And uh, he also agreed to come back onto the show sometime in the future. So we'll have him well, back on Well, you know, well. everybody wants to hear a porn star talk. <laughs> that's what it is. That, that's that's hey, well, what I boil it down to. <laughs> well, he enjoyed. He said he enjoyed his time on the show and would come back anytime. So, you know, I'm going to take him up on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another oh, thing I did want to make um, real quick uh, an announcement coming up at the end of January um, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, the 28th to the 30th is uh, we're having an emergency ADAPT summit for the ADAPT crisis in Florida since they have the most amount of people and it's getting really out of hand. So the ADAPT Advocacy Association is doing a summit there the 28th to the 30th. If you're in the area or close by, um, the registration for the summit is 50 bucks, and you can come and it's you know a two-day thing. It's Saturday and Sunday. There's scholarships available, I think. And you can go and find that on um, adaptadvocacyassociation.org under their events page. And definitely come out because I'm going to be there. I know Christopher Myron's going to be there. Dab will be there. Some other people um, from the site. So definitely come out and check it out. It's a you know it's a good cause and it's a good way to to get involved. If it's your first time and you've never been to a conference, this is kind of a good conference to come to where you're going to meet people who are you know living with the disease and, and are willing to share you know and help out in all aspects of the disease when when we have it because housing is important and medications and all that. So kind of it's important that all this is taken care of. So come out and support the cause. I'll put that in the chat room for everybody, so um, that ought to be fun, so I'm excited to go to that. Good. We're excited that you're so, going, too. <laughs> so Danny should be calling in um, any minute. Okay. So I'm Maybe I'll sing them. again, because I've noticed in the chat room that people really enjoyed it. And they were talking about how we should sing um, when we come into the show in the beginning. We should start oh, really? singing. Yeah, so that's why they were laughing when you started singing. Oh, oh, okay. So, so um, I, I want Wanda Sykes as Miss Hannigan. <laughs> You're back there. I am back. I I haven't left really, but I can't imagine 
Wanda Sykes playing Miss Hannigan. Yeah, well, that's almost I, as that. That's really almost as bizarre as as um well, Kathy Bates playing Miss Hannigan. <laughs> oh. Hey, look, I don't make it up. Oh. It's all true. <laughs> I couldn't oh. believe it myself, actually, but I love Wanda Sykes, so. You know, I just wanted to go and see it, and I know that it was somebody my mom knew who Wanda Sykes was, and, and Joe and my mom both, you know, love Annie, so I thought it would be a perfect thing, and the little girl that plays Annie is just fabulous. Her voice is amazing, um, and it's just great, but we actually have our guest on, so I wanted to um, bring him on. His name is Danny Miller, and he is based out of Maryland, okay, and I'm going to tell you exactly what Danny Miller how he, expl- how he describes himself, I'm going to go right to his Facebook page, okay? okay. <laughs> He's a 35-year-old wannabe rock star weaving his way through this crazy thing called life. He blogs over at positivelight.com under the name, uh, the chatterbox is the name of his blog. He, I spoke to him today on the phone, and it's so refreshing talking to him. You could, I could definitely see his advocacy work helping a lot of people, and He's he's funny and and we could I could just really relate to certain parts of his story and I think he's an amazing man and I think you all should help me welcome Danny Miller. Danny, welcome to the show. Hey, how's everybody doing? Good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. All right. All right. So we're glad <laughs> you could join us, Danny. It was great talking <laughs> with you a little bit earlier. Uh, definitely. Thanks for having me. He's our little. We're glad to have star. you. I'm sorry. I said we're glad to have you. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad to be You're here. You're welcome. Good. <laughs> so, Danny, so, um, I, I, we were speaking a little bit um, earlier today, and one of the things I wanted, before we get into your story itself, there was this crazy law that you were telling me about in Maryland um, about people with HIV. Can you go into a little bit about that and share that with our audience? Yeah, well, um, with with one of the programs I work with, I I, I heard a a little bit of a rumor, so I decided to do some investigating with that. And it turns out that in the state of Maryland, it is actually illegal for me to have sex with my boyfriend. As somebody with HIV. Yes, because I am HIV positive and he's HIV negative. Even though he knows my status and any sex is, is safe, it is still against the law. Yeah, that's some shit. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, every single time, I'm like, I hope at least they wait till we're done to break down the door and arrest me. <laughs> now, is this something that is only in Maryland, or is there other states that kind of? Because obviously, the laws change state by state. But is this just a Maryland law? Um, I'm I'm sure that there are other states that 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 law is uh, is in effect. I'm not real sure on uh, on which ones they are, but I, I'm sure there are several. Um, the 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 laws on on sex and HIV is are just kind of insane in this country. Yeah, it's so yeah. That's crazy, actually. Well, here in here in um, North Carolina, it's also the same. Mm. Really? So, yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, but luckily, both of my partner and I are both HIV positive, so screw the system. <laughs> so wait a minute. Now, is the law just on HIV, or is it other STDs? I think it's actually on all STDs, but um, I think the, the, it's more severe with HIV. Because um, I, I know we d- the Maryland... Um, does have, and especially in um, Baltimore counties, um, one of the highest, um, actually Baltimore, the city of Baltimore has the third highest rate of HIV infection in the country. And um, Really? Yes, and there's also in the last, uh, in the last year, year and a half, um, couple, couple of years, um, also we've had, there's been a lot of trouble with um, uh, gonorrhea and uh, syphilis, also. Yeah, do you know that uh, what seems to be making a comeback. 
Yeah, def- definitely. It, it, and, you know, a lot of people are under the, mis- the misconception that, you know, oh, that doesn't happen in small towns. That doesn't happen in small towns. And, um, you know, the, the area that I live in is it's kind of a cluster of little small towns. And um, the little town that I actually grew up in, in Leonardtown, Maryland, which is in St. Mary's County, um, actually has um, one of the, it has the second highest rate of gonorrhea and um, syphilis infection in um, the state, second to Baltimore County. Wow. And it's it, that that town is so tiny. If you drive through, you blink, you missed it. Yeah, people are saying inside it always happens in the small towns. Um, now you said um, Baltimore was the third um, highest infection rate city. Yeah, um, and that, uh, as of that statistic came out uh, in um, October, there was a uh, we we had an event. Um, uh, it was actually on October sixth, uh, I believe, um, where uh, um, our organization um, uh, Chase Braxton and a couple different um, HIV um, outreach groups in uh, in the Baltimore area did a. Um, they tried to get into the Guinness World Book of Records by creating the world's largest living red ribbon where they got all these people together and position, put them all in red shirts and positioned them all together so to make the shape of a red ribbon. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so um, let's, let's get on to a little bit more about you and the personal side of how you've dealt with um, your diagnosis. Take us back to um, 2007 when right before you um, – tested positive and, and got your results. What was your life like in that situation right beforehand? Well, at, right before I found out, I had um, I had previously been living in, in Chicago um, for several years, and I was was with uh, with my husband at the time, and uh, I was a big old mess. I was all hopped up on on drugs, doing a whole bunch of cocaine, and just partying way way too much. And um, it got to a point where I was like, you know, I have to get myself together. So I came actually out back out to Maryland to live with my mom and dad for one year to get myself sober. And um, I got a job, and that job offered medical insurance. So I had medical insurance for the first time since I was in high school. And um, <clears throat> so I went to a doctor and, you know, got checked out and all this, and I uh, got the the test results. I actually went, went to my mom's doctor, who my mom has been seeing for about 20 years, and he's a small-town country doctor. And, um, you know, I really didn't think anything of it. You know, I was like, oh, you know, HIV test, you know, all the, I figured, I, you know, I messed around a couple times, but I'm sure I'm fine. And um, so uh, he, the doctor called the house this one day, and uh, he uh, actually told me over the phone, um that I was HIV positive. So uh it was kind of it was I not only was I unexpect not not expecting it but then uh then, you know hear it over the phone cuz you know usually you know if it's a it's a your test comes up positive they call you and tell you to come in and then you have right. that like ooh what are they going to tell me thing and I I didn't get that. I just got it right over the phone, and my mother was standing right in front of me. And what, when, what uh, was your what was your feeling? Like what what went through you when that happened? Um, at first, I, I I literally like I said to the doctor, I'm like, "You're kidding, right? This is a joke." I'm like, "You're a funny guy, yeah, definitely." And he's like, uh, "No, you're you're HIV positive." And at that point, I was actually right at the end of the my year of getting sober. And like two weeks after that, I was going to be moving back to Chicago. And um, the, the doctor had known that, and he had told me, he said, you need to stay here and you need to get in treatment. And um, so it was just uh, – and I, I was just – I was stunned. Like, I was like, wow. So for yeah, a couple I, of minutes – like- like that's one of the things I didn't mean to cut you off, Andy, but that's one of the things that like why I want to get involved so much because when you're diagnosed in person, it is such a you know a shock or it's such a traumatic event when it happens to you 
stab it over the phone. Like, that stuff shouldn't even be happening in 2007. It should all be face-to-face. Exactly. And, you know, I very well could have gotten this this doctor in a lot of trouble for for telling me over the phone. But, you know, like I said, he's been my mom's doctor forever. And, you know, I knew he meant no harm or anything like that. He just – and he honestly, he had told me because he referred me to another doctor and he said – that he had never, you know, in all the time that, that he's been a doctor, he's never had anybody come up positive. I was the first one. Well, you know, somebody's got to be the number one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, might as well you know, be you, right? <laughs> exactly. So he, 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 he didn't know what to do either. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so for a few minutes I was just kind of, kind of stunned. And um, I hung up the phone, and my mom looked at me, and she was, you know, something's wrong. And... Uh, yeah, I, I told her, and um, then uh, she walked into the kitchen and sat down on the floor and cried for a little while. And um, I went in and and I, I hugged her and and told her that I was sorry, and she said there was no reason for me to be sorry. And then from from there, I was just like, okay, well, I just have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to get this taken care of. Um, my biggest my biggest issue with that was my partner at the time we had at that point we had been together for for six years, and i was I had to call him and tell him and that's I think that scared me having to tell him that I was positive that scared me more than actually you know hearing that I was positive and hmm. um so I had to, I I called him and he was at work and I, I told him and he said just you know very casually he said well okay we'll we'll, we'll deal with this together and from there on out I was like well you know what if if he's okay with it I'm okay with it and and you know I just since then have just moved forward and got to a doctor and started treatment and. Just keep chugging along. Cool. So are you taking any meds right now, or what are you doing? Um, I am. Right now I take um, Sestiva, and I take Epsicom, and um, I also have a co-infection of hepatitis B also. So I take uh, Baraclude, which is mostly for the hepatitis B, but that also helps with the HIV too. Mm-hmm. So... <sighs> So I, I take Bless those, you. and <laughs> that was that was my boyfriend. Oh, tell him to shush. <laughs> We're talking to you. <laughs> but yeah, so those those are the medications that I'm taking. When I originally started medication, I started on a tripla, uh-huh. um, which the doctor I was seeing at the time she was just like, you know, this is the wonder drug. It's going to save the world, <laughs> and. Um, for six months, it worked, like, really, really well. Like, my, my viral load dropped real low, and my CD4 went way up and all of that. And um, then I go in for, you know, my regular checkup, and she does all this blood work, and all of a sudden she's like, you need to be in the hospital because my uh, my kidneys were failing. Oh, yeah. That little so, old thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was, that, that was a lot of fun. She Yeah, she uh, did all these tests and... There was a little bunch of uh, blood blood cells in my urine and and all that fun stuff. So uh, so I was in the hospital for a few days for that, and you know, wound up my my potassium was was uh, real low, and my sodium was way too high, and um, my bilirubins were way off, and everything was just out of whack. So then I wound up. Um, having to not be on any medication for about three months, and then they started me on the regimen that I'm on now, and it's it's been working really well. Good. Good, so. good, good. So what what are you doing now? You've, you've got this kind of cool thing going on. So, so tell us about what you're working on these days. Um, well, um, one of the, the main things that I'm working on um, is my writing, which is uh, – the, the blog that I write, which is something that um, it, it's really, it, it keeps me sane in my life. Um, and it's something that I've always, always wanted to do my whole life. 
mm-hmm. but never really thought I was any good at it. I I always wanted to be um, a horror writer. I always wanted to be Stephen King. And uh, every time I tried to write something scary, it just wound up sounding really stupid. So, um, but then actually, just over a year ago, um, I was on Facebook, and I had seen um, a link for Robert's um, uh, show that was on um, Logo for the HIV and me. And I saw a video clip of that, and I watched that, and from that I learned about Pause I Am. And so I checked out the Pause I Am website and thought it was cool, and it happened to be a Sunday night. And um, so I tuned into the radio show, and it just so happened that that night um, the guest on the show was Brian Finch from Positive Light. And so then I checked out Positive Light and was just like, ooh, this is great. You know, it's really funny stuff, and, you know, I can do funny. And so I uh, I actually wound up calling in to the show that night, and I talked to talked to you guys, and I talked to Brian. And um, and I wound up connecting uh, with Brian a little later and sent, some, sent him something that I had written. And he liked it, and he thought it was funny. And just over a year later, I'm still writing. Well, that's great. So, so thanks to 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 Robert and you guys. Um, I'm living the dream, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> a king wow. of the world. What a dream it is, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've I've also got my my hand in a a, a bunch of different things. There's a um uh, uh, an outreach support group that um that I work with it it's called Rise and uh that stands for um rewriting interscripts even though that's only R I S and the E isn't there we 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 actually have t-shirts we have t-shirts and it says Rise and then underneath it in parentheses it says rewriting interscripts and every time I wear it somebody's just like where's the E <laughs> and it's just like the E silent like okay silent. the E is silent <laughs> it's phonetic but, um the, the whole kind of purpose of, of the program is um, we reach out to, to gay men in small rural areas like, you know, where I live and where I've grown up and, you know, teach them that, you know, it's okay to be who they are and to accept themselves. And, and you know, we say to, to combat both internal and external homophobia because, you know, uh, gay men can be their own worst enemies. Uh-huh. And... And, you know, like I've said before, you know, gay men in particular, I mean, pretty much everybody, but gay men in particular tend to have really, really low self-image and major self-esteem issues. And um, as we say in the program, you know, we we teach them to to speak to themselves with kindness, so to, you know, accept themselves and love love themselves for for who they are and and others for, for the same reason. And, you know, we... We work a lot with 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 um storytelling and also journaling and different things like that um The program is written by um a man named kip Ka- Kip Kastner, who works for the infectious disease and environmental health administration and um we're funded through the state through uh, the, the Charles county Department of Health here in maryland so 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 you say you think um you know a lot of gay men usually have low self-esteem or image, um, you know, thoughts of their own image. Do you think that's because you're always told to be a man and be strong? And, you know, when you're growing up, like, that's what kids are told. You know, little boys are told to to man up now. That's one thing that my brother-in-law says to my nephew, and I hate that. I hate when people say man up. You know, for me, it it rubs me the wrong way. Exactly, and 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 actually, part one of, one of the exercises that we do in the program is is we actually make a list. We have the participants like come up with a list of okay, you know, you know what 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 is expected, you know what what's manly, what 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 makes you know what what do men do, what are men supposed to do? Ooh ooh ooh! I know sleeping with other men. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I then got on the it first- right, yay. And and then on the flip side, you know, we we have we, you know we have them come up with a list of things that men aren't supposed to do, and then you know compare the two, and you know show them that you know just because that you know society says that you're not supposed to do this 
or the church says you're not supposed to do this, or, you know, Uncle Bob, or in my case, my grandmother, you know, that mm-hmm. it's it's not, you know, it, it's it's not bad to, to be who you are. And, you know, there's there's also, a, you know, a really in, one of the really interesting parts of the program that I always love is there's a kind of a, a bit of a, a history lesson where we actually go into some history of some um, um, uh, Aboriginal cultures and some um, American Indian cultures and things like that where um, boys, who young boys who were seen to be, you know, feminine and and that and you know, were perceived to be gay, were actually looked upon as as kind of, you know, holy and respected and, you know, shaman and and advisors and that. So, you know, it hasn't always been where, you know, being gay has always just been so bad that, you know, in, in some cultures it's actually revered. And there's actually, it's one, one of the things that always, and it, since it sounds a little creepy, but um, and and one of the the, the Aboriginal um, stories, there's there's a, a rite that the boys go through. They they put they build this thicket of bushes and like dried bushes and twigs and all that, and then inside they put like uh, a tool, like a man's tool, and then it, there's uh, like a woman's basket thing, and then they um, put the boy inside and set it on fire. And then he's got to choose, you know, which one he's going to take and get out before he burns up. And that kind of decides, you know, who he's going to be in, in his adult life. Hmm. Hmm. I can't say I heard that one before. That's heavy. <laughs> and, and I don't know which one I would choose. <laughs> Maybe I choose both. See, that's both? exactly Is that what an I- option. That that that's exactly what what I said when I first heard that story. I was like, well, you know, I I, I would choose both because you know, as I, I I crochet Afghans and I fix my truck. So, oh, I don't crochet. I oh, my mom stabs somebody in the eye with the needle. <laughs> it's actually a hook. Oh yeah, see there I went again thinking knitting knitting needle <laughs> crochet hook yeah. Yeah, my mom taught me to crochet when I was a a, a kid. That's funny. Which is I have, great because um, every everybody I know gets an Afghan for either Christmas or their birthday. Oh yay! Can I put my order in now? Sure, not a problem. <laughs> okay, I'll send you my address. We have um, we have a question coming out of the chat room from Lauren. He says, "How has being totally out helped you, and and the process of ha- wait, helped you with the process of having HIV?" Um, well, it's just growing up. Uh, with 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 my family, and you know, I, I grew up mainly in, in the South, and in Tennessee, and Kentucky, and you know, Southern Maryland, and and you know, so it, it was. But but my parents were they were always very, you know, they 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 taught us, you know, be who you are, and you know, speak your mind, and and all of this, and and I've just I've always been that way. That's how, you know, I, I I've always been, and. um so I I spent you know a very brief period of time you know in high school in the closet and then I was just kind of like ah eh, this is a waste of time and then you know kind of just yeah, announced just to everybody I was just today. like hey y'all I'm gay <laughs> I just and um I just read that blog Danny <laughs> I just went back and reread all of them again before the show and that one cracked me up that you did that can you tell 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 Jeremy about that because it was funny. Oh yes, please do. <laughs> oh, 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 about, about, about the assembly. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was. I was my. Um, it was either my sophomore, or junior year in high school. I'm not exactly sure, but I was receiving an award um, that is given out to at the time. I I don't know if it's changed, but at the time it was given to seven or eight students in the country per year, and it was called the Citizenship Award. And um, it was uh, the whole purpose of the award was it was given to, you know, straight A students, family values, you know, just, you know, the, the, the perfect student, you know, all of that and the whole shebang. 
And I was, you know, notified in advance that I would be receiving this award and was told, you know, to prepare a speech to to accept it. So I just kind of thought, I'm like, these people are retarded. (laughs) I'm like, they're giving this to me. So I went up, you know, I had on my shirt, my tie and all that, looking all proper, and went up there and explained uh, the origination of the award and the requirements for the award and all of that. And then I said, and you just gave it to a homosexual. Thank you. And walked off the stage. (laughs) In front of the entire school. That's awesome. The entire school. My sister tried to climb underneath her chair. <laughs> and uh, my, my, my best friend, God bless her, I love her. She's still my best friend to this day. She jumped up. I've, my, my middle name is actually Robert. And uh, growing up, my, my nickname was always Danny Bob. And, uh, of course, my mother felt the need to tell everybody this nickname. And so uh, my best friend jumped up and did the whole Arsenio Hall fist pump that was real popular back then. And was like, yeah, way to go, Daddy Bob. And uh, so, which, and, and in the long run, it kind of turned out good for me in high school because I, I, I think it, it, it kind of scared the people who wanted to pick on me because they were just like, wow, he ain't playing. Yeah. Right. So... Well, good for you to do that at that age, you know, because I couldn't imagine coming out in high school um, any more than than I, than I kind of was. Um, besides, you know, just doing my thing, I, uh, it was tough, you know. Which kind of reminds me of all these kids that are recently, you know, committing suicide um, in the last six months. That you know created the whole it gets better in the Trevor Project. And hearing the work that you do, I believe you said it was with Rise, where you talk to the young gay kids and and you speak to them about, you know, loving themselves and all those different things. I wish that those things were available to kids everywhere in all schools. I think that's very important for kids to know that. Exactly. It it really is. And and when I was in high school, in my high school, we actually, there was, we had um, uh, two gay teachers and um, some of us, and and actually the, the day that I came out in front of the whole school, that night, that evening at home, I got four phone calls from students saying, oh, my God, you're so awesome on day two. <laughs> and I think that, that actually right there, that was kind of the start of, of my my advocacy and activism because I was just like, wow, did I do that? And, um, and you know, and, and so you had these – this uh, it was a um, – a lesbian and a, a gay teacher, and we worked. We tried with the board of education to get a chapter of. of um, there was a, a gay and lesbian group. It was called Smiles back then. I don't know if they're still around. Um, we tried to get a chapter of that um, for our school, and the board of education was just not having it at all. But um, from from what I've been told now, actually, my high school does have a, a gay and lesbian and transgender. Um, student organization, which is really, really great. And uh, and I agree with you. I think every school, every school needs to have one so that, I mean, no no kid, especially going through adolescence and going through high school and, and, and all that, needs to feel like, you know, they're, they're worthless and they're nothing because they're not. Everybody is here for a, a very special purpose and a very special reason and Everyone needs to, you know, have someone to be able to tell them that. No, I totally agree. Uh, real quick, I just want to open up the lines if you folks are interested in giving us a call here at the show. Uh, you can reach us at 347-215-9442 and press uh, the number one to speak to the host so we know that you're not just listening on the line. You can also enter your questions in the chat room either here at the radio show or on the Pause IM network and we'll answer them as well. Or you can tweet us questions at PauseIM. So, uh, Danny, how has the support been from your family now over the years that you've gone a little bit more public with your status? Um, it's it's been really, really great. I um, you know, my my mother has my mother's always been um so supportive of of everything. You know, my my whole life when I when I was a lot younger, especially in in middle school, I got picked on a lot. I got picked on so bad, and and pushed around and there was there was one time I was in the eighth grade and I had uh these kids put tar in my hair <gasps> on the bus. And um 
you know, my I went home and I was crying to my mom, and and my mom told me she said, you know what, when people say mean things to you and do mean things to you like that, there's they're jealous. There's something that you have that you are that you can do that they can't, and they're jealous. That's why they do mean things, and that's something that I've held on to all these years. I was I was 13 years old when she told me that, and I'm 35 now, and I still hold that in my head that. You know, when people do and say mean, terrible things, that that's that's part of the reason why. And um, so my, but my my family's always been very, very supportive. They haven't always agreed with with different things that 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 I've done, and you know, ways that 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 I put myself out there. But they've they've been very supportive, very very supportive of it. Well, that's good. That's really good. Um, yeah, I'm i I've always felt very 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 fortunate to to have had the the family and the upbringing that that I've had because they they've always been you know so supportive and so accepting and I've known so many people that didn't have that and you know now as adults have no relationship with their family whatsoever and that for for me to see that and and to hear that that it it, it really hurts my heart because I mean my Above above and beyond anything else in my life, my family is, is everything to me. Everything to me. I mean, I'm completely, completely devoted to, to the outreach work that I do and the activism and the advocacy, but I would drop it in a second to, to help my family, no matter what. And to, to know that there are people out there who don't have that love and support from their family is just, it's heartbreaking. Oh, well, I actually have I actually have a caller here, so I'm going to go ahead and bring them on. Area code four four three. What's your name and where are you calling from? You're on the air. Excuse me, this is John from Baltimore. Hey, John, how are you? I'm good, Danny. You know who this is, right? Yes. How are you doing, John? I'm good. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Oh, we can yeah. hear you. Okay. Well, I won't take too much time. I work with Danny on Rise. Uh, and he's just phenomenal, and I'm really proud of all the work that he does. He's really committed, and he's just, he's the kind of guy that lives out loud, and we, we really love that about him. Thank you just so much, John. I'm blushing. Well, you should be. You do a lot of really great work, Danny. You connect with people so well. I mean, this is this is your venue. This is what you're meant to do. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Let's keep him on the air. I like him. <laughs> John, John is actually John. Is hang up. We're going to take over with John. Okay. Thanks for calling, <laughs> Danny. We really appreciate it. So, John, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> my God, the poor guy. Actually, on John's Wolfsburg. really, really great. He um he basically he taught me the, the the whole rise program, and you know taught me to 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 do what I do, and um he's he's phenomenal. He really well, is. Website for Rise. Uh, pardon? What is the website for Rise? So we can put that in the chat room and let our people know. Um, Go ahead, Danny. Uh, well, we ha- we actually have a, a Facebook page. Um, for there's there's actually different um, different uh, chapters of Rise. One second, let me get my info here. Okay, um, we. For for this for the Southern Maryland region, we we do have a Facebook page. It's called Rise Maryland, and um, through that through that page, um, I I actually run that page myself, and um, people can get in contact with me through there. There's there's email and there's also um, a phone number for for um, for uh, our our phone. Um, I call it the bat phone, and um, but also there's um, uh, uh, a chapter in Baltimore, um, and also in the Western Maryland, and uh, soon to be in um, the suburban area in Montgomery County. Yeah. Also. Cool. So they can find all the information on Facebook then. Um. Yeah, they can get the information for the uh, the the Southern region. Um. But I can give you the numbers for the the uh, the Baltimore region and the the other regions if if you like. You can put those out well, if you. 
Yeah, we could put them in the in the uh, in the chat room. We'll do that afterwards, or okay, add it to a post. I just added to one to Marilyn. But um, all right. Well, thank you for calling in, John. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and Danny, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you, John. Bye. And next time we won't keep John on hold for so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. When you call in, you have to press one so I know you want to talk to me. Some people um, just call in and listen to the show. Either one, they can't get the website or they're doing it through an interpreter. But I do have another caller, so let me bring area code 410 to the show. Hello? You're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Lonnie Miller. I'm Danny's mom, and I'm calling from Lifespace. <gasps> Yay! Aww. I love it when moms call in. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, sweetheart. I just want to tell you that I'm very, very proud of you. You're doing a wonderful job. And for all the feedback I'm reading on here, I hope people can learn to be more tolerant, more accepting, more loving. And I hope they can start to have the kind of heart that you've developed. You've given me a pain in the ass but several times, but I'm proud of who you are. Thank you, Mom. You're welcome, sweetheart. Any any good embarrassing stories that we should know about him? Um, well, Danny, how about the snake story? Oh, the snake story? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this ought to be good. Well, they 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 can you can actually read about the 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 full the full dish on the the, the snake story. Um. On, on positive light, but yeah, th- this past summer I uh, I had a snake in my house and that came crawling in through my my screen door and I had to call my my dad and mom to come rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> it got behind the couch and we were afraid it would get up inside of it and we had to almost tip the thing over to get it out. And, and this is a boy who, from a, being a child, demanded a boa constrictor. <laughs> and now if he sees a, a, a worm snake, he runs faster than anything I've ever seen. So, <laughs> What kind of snake was it? Um, it was just a garter snake. Just a plain old garden snake. <laughs> oh, Danny, spiders Danny. and Danny don't get along either. Oh, Now, spiders, I'm with you. They have oh, eight legs okay. and eight right. eyes. They're not normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They are creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Mm-mm. Oh, God, that's awesome. So did you get the snake out of the house, or is it still yes, there? Look under your yeah, chair my, now, my dad, my dad saved me. Okay. But look under your chair now, Danny, to make sure there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, he's, he's at home, and we're at our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, get, they, stuff, they live man. right down the street, so, you know, I was I, – I, I, I called and I was just like, Dad, help me, the snake is trying to eat me. <laughs> he also has a lawnmower story. Oh. <laughs> I love uh, it when Mom calls in. Okay, so tell. Spill it now. Well, my lawnmower broke and it needed to be fixed. So I, um, my dad, you know, said he would fix my lawnmower because my dad, he's a, he's a helicopter mechanic and he can fix anything in the world. Um. So I take my lawnmower over to my dad to, to fix it, and then, you know, he calls me and tells me that it's it's done and I can come pick it up. Well, I come to pick it up, and it had been sprayed. It was fixed. It worked. But it is now uh, bubblegum pink. <laughs> it uh, Apparently, he felt it needed a paint job. <laughs> yeah, at least he has a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do we have another caller? No, no. Oh, I have one more question for mom. I have one more question for mom. Any okay. good embarrassing childhood stories that we should know? Yeah, Uh-oh. he always carried. He wore his pants way too the belt of his oh, pants no. way too tight. And when they would come home from school, if I was not. There, they would walk away from the bus day, the bus stop and come to the front door, and he had his house key on the belt loop. He couldn't get the belt undone or anything, so he had to take his pants off and stand in the front yard with his um, 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 Batman underpants so he could unlock the door. <laughs> was this in high school? I love it. Oh, well, it was uh, middle school. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> and how many people saw this? Um, we had a large neighborhood. 
<laughs> we had a large neighborhood. See, we know Danny was was going to be different and special from the time he was two years old. And we knew Danny know. was definitely going to be. Oh my something. God! That's a whole new new term for latchkey kid. Exactly. <laughs> he was a latchkey oh, kid. Well, well, well. Oh golly! Oh, so so, Danny, Thanks, are Mom. you wearing your Batman underoos now? Uh, no, I'm not. I I, I have big boy uh, panties on now. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, your mom's a who. Well, thanks for calling your mom. Oh, well, we love you, you, on. You take care. You too. Thanks, thanks for calling um, in. Bye-bye. <laughs> She's a who? She pulled the dirt on you, Danny. She went down and unlocked the door. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I did. Oh. I did have to take my... I was in the fifth or sixth grade, and yes, I had to... Well, because I kept... The thing is, is I kept losing my house key. And mom got mad, so she put it on a, one of those little key rings, and she put the key ring on my belt loop. And I couldn't get the key ring off my belt loop, and I wasn't tall enough to reach. <laughs> so uh, the only way I could get in the house was I had to take my pants off and unlock the door that way. <laughs> and, of course, all the other neighborhood kids were walking from the bus stop to, you know, go home to their house, so... Everybody saw me and my... And actually, I believe they were Superman underoos, not Batman. Oh, it doesn't matter. You had a superhero under there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. That's really awesome. I love it when mom calls to the show. Oh, I think it's great. See, I, t- I talked to my mom was cool. Oh, oh my cool. God. Oh. I just have this <laughs> picture of you now, you know, being like 18... Hey, let's go on a date. I can't get my keys out. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my. oh, golly. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, maybe I, I was free. I think I was practicing for my 20s because I spent most of my 20s as a stripper. So maybe maybe that there was, you, I, you know, I, it was rehearsal. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That's funny because before your before your mom called in, uh, I think your friend Barry's in the chat room and he said, "Oh, ask him about the snake story." And and I wasn't sure exactly what the story was going to be about, you know. So I kind of just left it go without ans- without asking the question. <laughs> then when your mom said it, I figured it couldn't be like it had to be like a PG thirteen story. So mm-hmm. I was happy with that. Yeah, but, there there actually is uh, on Positive Light. There's I wrote a full blog. Um, about the the whole snake story, and I, I kind of hammed it up as as you know, it's it's kind of written from the perspective of like a news article, like a third like third party news article, and it's it's entitled um, "Renowned American Blogger uh, Suffers Heart Attack at 34," and uh, so it's 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 pretty ridiculous. <laughs> oh gosh! But you know, what, what, you one of the things that that I've always um, that that I've always kind of held on to. There's a song um, that uh, it was in the, the 90s came out. Boy, uh, Boy George put an album out called Cheapness and Beauty. And um, there's a song on the it's the last song on the album. It's called Il Ador. And it's the song's actually about a mother um, at, with her son in the hospital, and he's he's dying from AIDS. And there's a line in the song where. Um, it says, uh, silence equals death, this is what they say. But the anger and the tears do not take the pain away. And that just kind of seemed really profound to me. And, you know, for me, laughter has always been, you know, just something that's so healing and so, you know, just good, you know, good for the soul. And, um, you know, it, just, it just, just makes you feel good. And that's one of the things that I, you know, I really like, about positive light is, is you know, it, yes, you know, it's very informative and there's a lot of, you know, important information on there. But, you know, also at the same time, you know, we're, we're you know, we're trying to make you laugh. So, you know, because laughing is just great. Yes, yes, I agree. We actually have another caller here. So let me bring on area code 416. What's your name and where are you calling from? I'm Barry and I'm calling from Toronto. Hi, oh, Danny, Barry. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Well, I heard Lonnie, and I figured I had to call, too. <laughs> okay, Barry, yes, you're on. Let's go. Keep going. 
Uh, I just want to call <laughs> No <things>. dead air. <laughs> no dead air. I'm sorry. I'm not used to this, you know. Uh, <clears throat> Danny, I was told to ask for Molly. And then, then when Danny goes in about the uh, lawnmower painted pink, it just fits him perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to call and say hi, Danny. I promised I would call, so I called. All right? Well, thank you, Barry. I'll let you go from the Great White North now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's, that's cute. funny. Uh, so, so what's who's Molly, and why do we care? Okay. Well, I was in uh, in the. Uh, the the pause I am chat room earlier, and um, was 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 chatting and uh, I, I so, somehow I I made the comment that um um someone said I had said something smart and uh, you know like intelligent and I said you know to to Barry I said see Barry I said uh, I do have a brain you know and you thought I was just a pretty face and then someone made you know made the connect made the comment about you know pretty in pink and then they started calling me Molly Ringwald and <laughs> said that you know I was going to be quoting um the breakfast club on the show tonight and so I I I just knew somebody was going to call in and bring up Molly that that's funny cuz I was on uh pause I am and we were in the chat room talking and somebody's like oh Molly's going to be on tonight and I'm sitting there no Molly's not Danny's going to be on <laughs> <laughs> I was all confused. <laughs> we have another Molly in in the in the chat room and everything, so it's it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so sorry, Molly. Didn't mean to steal your thunder. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you bring for lunch today? Sushi. <laughs> it's sushi. <laughs> love that movie. Love it. I love it. Love it. Okay. So, <laughs> anyway. So we're we're winding down to the last couple of minutes, Danny. Um, is there anything specific that you would like to maybe um, say to people who are newly diagnosed or maybe listening to the show tonight or in the archive? Um, you know what? It's really, really scary. Getting that news is really, 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 really terrifying, and it's upsetting, and it may feel like it's the end of your life and the end of the world. But it's not. I had a doctor three years ago tell my mom and dad I was in the hospital with pancreatitis and I was really, really sick. And I had a doctor tell my mom and dad that I had two weeks to live. Oh, God. If that. And three years later, here I am, healthy as I can be, still kicking and still pissing people off. (laughs) And making us laugh. Exactly. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. So, you know, it, 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 if you're, you've just recently found out that, that, that you're positive and you're scared and all that, it's okay to be scared. It's, it's, it's healthy. It's normal. But no, it's not the end. Your life is not over. You know, there are still, there's still many, many good times and, and laughs and, and happiness to be had. Absolutely it's just going to be a little bit more of a bumpy ride, but <laughs> bumpy is a good it, way to put it. <laughs> but it'll but it'll make the make the ride all that much more worth it. I absolutely agree. Like I told you earlier, you're here for a reason. There's a plan for you, and you know you're. It, it's happening now. What you're doing now is what you're supposed to be doing. And I wish you nothing. We wish you nothing but success moving forward with rise and. If there's anything that we can do here at the radio show to help you more, just let us know, um, and we'll send people over to your blog over a positive light. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it very much. Well, you're very well, welcome very much. <laughs> well, you I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that, that my mom could give you guys some, some laughs and I'm sure some some stories to tell her on the water cooler for the next couple of weeks. Oh, oh yeah. That would be fun. It was all out of love. Oh, yeah. Image of a 13-year-old boy pulling his pants off, unlocking the door is just <clears throat> that is what comedy is made of. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm here for. That's my job. Mm-hmm. Yes, to laugh at you. <laughs> well, Danny, thank you so much for joining us and you enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you so much for having me and you guys have a great night and keep up all the good work. Thanks, Danny. Thank Thanks. you very much mm-hmm. for coming in. And remember, folks, you can find more information on Danny um, and his blog over at positive light, that's L-I-T-E dot com. 
His blog is called The Chatterbox. Um, and next week we will be speaking with um, Kevin Mahoney, who will be speaking uh, about living um, with hepatitis and um, HIV. He's going to share his story of being co-infected and how he lives day-to-day and offers hope through his blog. So um, from all of us here at Paz AM, we love you. Thank you for tuning in. You uh-huh. can find more information um, on Jeremy at Positively Speaking. Dot com and more information on me and the radio show at pauseim.com. We hope you all have a great night. Jeremy, it was great. I'll see you in two weeks. Yes, yes, I've got the weekend off next week. Woohoo! Yes, enjoy. You better tune in. I will. <laughs> all, all right, right. Have I'll a great talk night. to everybody. Bye. Bye bye.